Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast that is always up to speed with Formula One. It is Monday, February 19th, 2024. My name is Mark Daly. On what is the very end, the last uh, few hours of the Family Day long weekend here in BC and in many other provinces in Canada. Uh, Canada, it's also, of course, uh, President's Day down in the USA. And for the rest of you, sadly, it's just a Monday. So wherever you are, I hope that uh, your week has gotten off to a good start. And it certainly is nice for myself. I've been in a course since the start of the year, and that wound up on Saturday. And I got everything done, like all the other chores and errands and things that needed to be done. So since Saturday lunchtime, I've just been <laughs> so chilled, so relaxed. It's been great. I've really been uh, looking forward to that for a very, very long time. Okay, a, a number of things want to go over tonight. Uh, before we do that, I just want to give a shout out to the good folks at the Race Weekend magazine. Head on over to them uh, at theraceweekend.com, and that's R-A-C-E-W-K-N-D.com. Enter our promo code at checkout, and that's Pod, and you can uh, receive a 10% uh, discount on a subscription. Also, a big shout out to, to the crew at racingexclusives.com uh, for unique and one-in-a-kind uh, Formula One merch, complete with the uh, certificate of authenticity check out everything that they've got assembled as i mentioned going to be putting together a fantasy league coming up uh, pretty quick so as soon as i've got that uh, set up i will uh, circulate that link so you can all join in got uh, some prizes lined up so looking forward to doing that if anybody has uh, been in touch with mark hamilton you can ask him to please drop off the autographed pierre gasly helmet that was you know kindly uh, provided by racing exclusives to uh, fans of this show and uh, still haven't heard from him in over a month so who knows what's going on anyways uh, just uh, moving along a couple of new reviews want to give a, a shout out first of all to uh, debbie in chicago who uh, left a review on apple podcast uh, saying this is a great podcast led by a man so passionate knowledgeable about f1 mark great job you are a pleasure to listen to please keep going solo or with a new host and thank you so much uh, for that De- uh, debbie really appreciate the kind words and then also clive 08 in canada said glad to hear you're still keeping the show going you're the main person i like to listen to on the podcast thumbs up emoji well thank you clive 08 and debbie for the kind words uh really it's really rewarding a very uh it's, it's a pleasure i'm glad that uh that it brings so much uh, to you guys and makes makes me feel like what i'm doing brings value and uh, enjoyment to, to everyone out there so thank you so much for that um finally just before i get into the news um just a you uh a, a, a youtube on the update <laughs> uh, other way around how can you tell it's after 10 p.m on a monday night uh yeah I'm uh, going to have an update for YouTube here. Going to start running the live streams again. I actually d- accidentally did that last week, I think it was. I thought I had everything shut off. Not that it was a, a bad show or something. Actually, it was a nice clean take. It, <laughs> it went pretty flawlessly from start to finish. I was really quite pleased about that. And it was funny because I was just, uh, I had no idea it was turned on to live stream it. And then all of a sudden I noticed that the live stream window, the, the YouTube studio is up and running in the background, a bunch of people in the chat. And uh, I'd uh, missed uh, doing that so i will start doing that uh, again so for the time being i'm going to be running the show by myself Uh, i've got a bunch of people uh that i'm going to be bringing on the show for interviews to co-host you know here and there and uh, so it might depend i number one on the guest if they're comfortable in 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 video or live streaming Excuse me. And the second thing is as well is it depends too if this is going to be pre-recorded and maybe something I'm going to drop into the show at some other point, or maybe I don't know. We'll see how it works. Uh, maybe some of the live streams might be uh, just a, a little bit uh, abbreviated without uh, some pre-recorded content like interviews or conversations with uh, other people in the F1 space. So we'll see how it uh, how it goes. And. Uh, yeah, looking forward to starting that again. Okay, I wanted just to, to backtrack a, a couple of days ago. Um, thank you, one and all, uh, who have uh, left uh, messages on the studio call-in line. You can uh, there's a link pinned to my profile on or timeline on X. You can head on over there, uh, leave a short message. You have up to five minutes if you've got something uh, you'd like to say, you know have played on the podcast. If you don't, please say uh, beforehand that this is just uh, you know between uh, yourself and myself. Uh, but if uh, you want to have uh, 
you know, you got something to say, you got a take, uh, you've got a question or whatever it is, by all means, uh, follow that link, record a, a brief message and uh, I'll, I'll play it on the show. So thank you to everybody that's uh, done that so far. I had one here uh, the other night that came in during the middle of the recording session from uh, Tim Gonzalez. I'm going to play that right now. Uh, right now. Uh, just didn't have enough time to actually uh, tee it up uh, there on Thursday night. And um, well, let's uh, let's hear what Tim has to say, first of all, before I address uh, his comments. Hey, Mark, this is Tim Gonzalez from New York City, longtime listener of the show. Just wanted to thank you for all the work you've done, continuing to give us great content. Now for my question, I uh, wanted to know what your thoughts were on the RB20. Uh, the design looks to be a bit controversial. Uh, it's not a, exactly a looker. Uh, looks to copies a couple of design cues from some other cars, most notably the Mercedes of last year. So just want to know what your thoughts were on that. Thanks a lot. Bye. All right. Well, thank you uh, very much uh, for that, Tim. And I just realized, well, I didn't just realize this. I haven't been to New York yet. I'm dying to go there. Have to get out to uh, to the Big Apple at some point. It just, um, it's one of those places I just got to go. Anyways, going on to Tim's uh, uh, questions and comments there. And I bet you do a little bit of a scratching around. And I think that Tim had hit on a number of really, really good points, uh, you know, having to only, you know, the opportunity to see that was uh, launched there on, uh, on, on Thursday. And um, yeah, there's absolutely you know components of different cars in there and it's very interesting i mean if you look at the the rb20 it's got a very very aggressive line to it it, it does look uh, you know quite remarkably different uh, from from the uh, rb19 so I, I did do uh some some looking around in addition to my own observations but uh, some of the, the the best ones i found some of the comments there uh were by uh, made by roman groshaw former formula one driver also has uh, done some time in, in india as well he's got his own uh, youtube uh, channel and uh uh, really quite uh, you know interesting uh, analysis here and I'll just uh, quote a couple of uh, you know the couple of the uh, observations for, for Mo, uh, Roman the first one is quote I didn't really know what to expect I was surprised that we would be seeing their new car if they were just going to carry on from uh, the car from last year with a bit of an upgrade or if they're going to go for some interesting moves and they did they absolutely did the front wing looks like a beautiful mustache if I'm b- being honest very loaded to the center and not so much uh, to the inside and outside it's a different different shape from the others and look at the side pod entrance. I was very interested in the Mercedes side pod entrance and the Red Bulls are not so dissimilar. Uh, very uh, tiny, very much on the inside and very uh, different from what we've seen uh, last year. Look at how clearly you can see on the front of the diffuser where they're going and to bring a lot of air for the ground effect, how wide the front suspension is. Try to get nothing in the way of the front of the floor. The nose goes to the main plate and that is also quite a difference uh, from last year. The side, bots, uh, side pods pardon me, are a little bit less extreme at the back. They're just going down, but the difference is really at the front of the side pods. The difference is the front wing and the, with the nose going all the way down uh the mustache front wing was already here last year already the rear rear wing not so much difference but the pull rod front suspension different from everyone else's that's on a push rod some interesting choices made by red bull and very excited to see what the car is going on uh to be doing on the track uh, because obviously the last two years they were unbeatable and it just didn't seem that they just didn't go a step in a conservative direction but they went for a very aggressive car and made some very interesting choices end quote so yeah i mean if you want to see more going check out Roman's uh, YouTube channel but uh, yeah it it it's interesting that they've uh, taken such um, you know an aggressive design uh, posture towards this car right because the RB19 was there there was nothing wrong with it right i mean some of the, uh, the 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 biggest questions we had is like how you know how much was left in that car because there weren't really too too many times where they were pushed and challenged uh, throughout the year last year. I mean, most of the times it was uh, Max just uh, disappearing down the road. And I always felt like they had a little bit more, maybe quite a lot more in in their back pocket. So obviously they've uh, decided to keep uh, evolving and developing this car. I mean, the current regs have uh, another year or two uh, to run until we hit uh, 2026. So we're going to see one more design evolution in this uh, this current formula before we hit the new regs uh, that will uh, come online for 
for 2026. And it, it's it's very bold. I mean, there's a number of other comments uh, out there. Um, where's the next uh, set of comments I have? Oh, here we go. Uh, so the next one is uh, Guido van der Garde, who is a, a former uh, Dutch uh, driver. And so he was uh, talking to uh, Racing News uh, 365. Uh, Guido had to say, quote, it is nice that Red Bull has copied the rear of the Mercedes a bit. I was a bit surprised by that, but then you see that Mercedes has done something uh, right with that car somewhere. Uh, with the new car, you can see the inlets of the side pods. Uh, these are innovations that uh, have not seen at all in recent years. Then you see that the team is always one step ahead of the rest. When you see the car like that, I think the RB20 will be a rocket, end quote. So that's a bit of an interesting uh, comment, uh, you know, especially that uh, that that last uh, sentence there in Guido's uh, quote. He says uh, that you see this is a team that is always one step ahead of the rest. And I, you know, but my first uh, reaction when when I saw that was how soon people forget, right? Like, yeah, I, I know it's been all Red Bull the past couple of years. Go back to twenty twenty one, a real back and forth between Lewis and Max. And I guess you could really make an argument that uh, both those uh, teams or both those cars were fairly evenly matched uh, that year. Obviously, it came down to the final race of uh, the the season in Abu Dhabi. But uh, prior to that, I mean. Well, I mean, they've always been a very innovative team. I mean, the red, the, the the Renault engine was uh, not delivering the power that they needed. Uh, you know, in the in the, the the previous era of Formula One prior to twenty twenty, whenever it was that they switched to the to the Honda power, but. Um, yeah, I mean, before that, the, these were all the things that uh, co- kind of comments that were reserved for Mercedes only. Anyways, uh, that uh, being said, uh, Fantagarda does uh, make a good, uh, uh, good couple of observations there that uh, that there is some influence in the rear end of the Red Bull RB20 compared to the the, the, the Mercedes, and um, it's it's very bold. And that's the the, the next uh, comment uh, that I have uh, that I managed to find was some of the the things that uh, Sergio Perez has had to say about the new. RB20 and uh, a, l- a little bit uh, kind of uh, understated but uh, when he was uh, interviewed at the, uh, the the launch of the RB20 uh, a couple of days ago before the weekend Perez said uh, ah yes a bit but at the same time okay well I'll back that up again um, so he was asked about some of the influence of the Mercedes um, designs and concepts that have been integrated into the new RB20 and then uh, so that tees up a little bit better <laughs> before that full start there anyways check had to say quote ah yes a bit but at the same time it just shows how much this team is looking to move forward and pushing all the boundaries it's really great to see it just shows the hunger that uh, there is in this team you know we had such a dominant car last year that you wouldn't imagine us changing the concept as much and i think it's really brave from red bull to do that essentially our low speed seems to be looking at a better window but obviously until we hit the track we will not know end quote so you know that is interesting, right? I mean, we we see some of these um, these concepts that are being integrated into the uh, into the RB twenty, especially some of the stuff that maybe Mercedes has kind of walked away from a little bit. I mean, some of the concepts, like especially like the zero side pods that uh, Mercedes went with the last couple of years, they uh, you know they they decided to to completely ditch that uh, that concept in the W fourteen. Well, they they went with it heavily in the W fourteen, but carried it over into the W fifteen last year. And it still wasn't working the way that they wanted and still they persisted, which I thought was really interesting because if the car wasn't that great in, in, in 20, uh, pardon me, in 2022, by their own high standards, why would they carry it over into 2023? And, you know, by by my reasoning, at least, it meant that they weren't done with that. They felt that uh, there, there was still a good chance that they would be able to uncork the potential from those uh, design concepts that, uh, that they had. But still, at the beginning of the last year, they they, they struggled it still wasn't exactly the way that uh, they, they envisioned that it would work. And uh, those cars just were going to be the, well, just never lived up to their expectations or hope, hopes that it would. And then they went to their plan B and, and Total Wolf was very upfront about that at the beginning of last season and basically said that if it uh, wasn't going to work out, they did have a have something in their back pocket that they could uh, pull out if they needed to. And that's absolutely what, the, what they did. And I wouldn't say that uh, they didn't, they completely 
you know, put that uh, previous design and some of those issues uh, to bed. I mean, they were improved, but obviously it was it was a little step forward. It wasn't a quantum leap step uh, forward that uh, that they really wanted, obviously, to catch up to Red Bull, to challenge for races and ergo championships, because uh, <laughs> we, we, we know how that story in 2023 ended, right? I mean, it was it was all Red Bull. It was all Max. And it was just a dominance uh, that, uh, you know, that kind of built on the year before right so anyways uh interesting to those uh in those observations and i just wanted to keep um you know keep talking about that because uh, roman grosjean uh, kept uh you know his analysis uh, going and uh, was talking about the uh the w15 the, uh, the the mercedes car for this year uh roman's uh, comments for that was quote i think it's the most good looking car i'm glad to see the silver owl back on track i think it's the car with the red bull that i'm most intrigued to see on track i think there's some very bold moves there's some very bold decisions made on the car Look Look at the front wing and that big scoop. It does remind me a lot of the 2006 F1 cars I used to be in love with. And then those side pods, they went for a very small entry to get as much uh, as uh, flow as they can under the side pods, side pods. But I'm very excited to see that front wing. Very excited to see about that side pod entry, the front wing design with a lot of very different plate sizes, flap sizes. The front wing is very intense, very, very loaded. So they must be very confident to the rear downforce because there's one thing that is very easy to do in Formula 1 is to create a lot of front downforce. You just put on a big front wing and you're going to have all the downforce in the world that uh, you would want. But every flow of air that hits a Formula 1 car hits the front wing first. So if the air doesn't go exactly where you're planning on getting it after it hits the front wing, you're not going to go anywhere. And that is the key element in every Formula 1 car. I must admit that they are very, very intense choices on the car and I'm very excited to see what it it does. I'm really hoping to see Mercedes back fighting at the front with Ferrari, with Red Bull, with Aston Martin, with McLaren with anyone basically i want everyone to be fighting but i think in terms of everything we've seen everyone seems to be quite conventional to the points that's on the, the mercedes that's a very different and very unique end quote and well you know that's kind of a, an interesting comment right so where roman sh- says uh, i want to see uh, mercedes back fighting at the front with ferrari and red bull and aston martin with mclaren which is you know even though they haven't been <laughs> where they you know, they, they want to be, and that's uh, leading the way, which they did from 2014 to 2020 without a doubt. And, uh, you know, tailed off in the last uh, couple of years, but I mean, they're, they're still up there with the uh, Ferrari, with Aston Martin, with McLaren, they're all kind of mixed in there. It's just those three, four other teams want to be catching up uh, and, and fighting closer with the Red Bull. But I, I do agree with Roman, uh, that, um, you know, the, the two cars that well, I'm interested to see how they all are go- going to perform, but you know, the Red Bull obviously is, uh, is the one that everybody's going to look at first and the Mercedes and Ferrari because those have really been the three big teams that uh, that have you know been most successful over the last 10 years Mercedes more than anyone else but uh, Red Bull have had their moments obviously in the last couple of years you know being quite dominant and then uh, you know some some race victories here and there before that and some uh, some podiums you know going back uh, you know even before the dominant era starting in uh, 2022 and then Ferrari is always the big question mark I mean this is a, the, the, the team that has like the biggest following anywhere in, in, in Formula 1 has all the fans and they you know continue to disappoint most of the time and frustrated others and uh, you know it's just uh, that 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 story I mean they, they have been not quite where they they need to be over the last uh, couple of years and, and and we see flashes and they kind of like attempt and, and, and tantalize and tease us and uh, they, they can't quite uh, live up to it so who knows I mean it, it, it's it's going to be a, another fascinating team to watch uh, this year uh, with, with uh, Fred Vasseur on board and with Lewis coming and uh, all the things that are going on there but yeah great uh, great uh, question Tim I know I covered uh, a lot of ground there L- like every Everyone else, I'm, I'm fascinated to see how these uh, transitions, or not the tra- transitions, but these uh, new design elements in the uh, in, in the RB20 play out uh, once they, they they hit the track. And um, it's not going to be long. I mean, preseason testing is going. I believe it's uh, today uh, or tomorrow, uh, anyways. Starting on Tuesday, February 20 in Bahrain, we're going to have uh, you know some testing down there for a couple of days. Then we're going to get about uh, ten days of break, and then uh, we're going to be back there at the beginning of March. March 2nd is going to be the, the the first Grand Prix of the year that, of course, is going to get real. And it's well, it's already serious, but uh, things are really going to take off uh, from, uh, from there. 
Hey, we're going to take a, a quick break here. Going to come back on the flip side. Uh, just want to talk uh, briefly about uh, Ferrari. Uh, I got some more Ferrari stuff at the end of the show uh, that I've, I've sort of planned out here, but that's more to do with uh, Lewis Hamilton. But there's some uh, comments that uh, that uh, that um, losing names here. Carlos Sainz, yes. <laughs> Sorry, Carlos. It's me, not you. Anyways, Carlos was uh, talking to Dazona earlier this uh, week uh, just about the uh, the SF24, and I just wanted to address that uh, briefly and do that in uh, just a moment. So please don't go away. I'll be back in just a moment. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights and more. Whether you're into speed, power or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, welcome back to the show. And yes, uh, before we get into the rest of the news, uh, there were some interesting comments made by Carlos Sainz uh, speaking to uh, DAZN a couple of days ago. Or is it DAZN? I can never remember. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, Carlos, um, in, in an interview, said, quote, it seems to me to be a very nice car, very different from the 2023. There are quite big uh, changes that I hope to go in the right uh, direction. It seems that there is a tendency for all the cars to become similar and to see who's getting it right, who is better fast uh, there are things in this car that uh, are always from uh, ferrari there are also things from mercedes aston martin red bull i think that among the team all the teams uh, we are taking with a grain of salt what we like about each one the engineers at uh, ferrari have innovated there are things about the car that are not seen that are purely ideas at ferrari that i'm sure will give us uh, more performance end quote and i think uh, you know i don't think there's anything uh, really uh, you know shocking in the that 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 statement there but it just goes to to prove that if a team innovates and comes up with a concept for whatever it might be, goes on their car and there there's a performance gain in it, the other teams know what what everybody else is doing and they're they're quickly to try and adopt and come up with something similar because if they don't try and match those gains or improve and and better them in their their own innovation and design work they're soon going to be uh, left uh, behind but it, it's uh, I, I think the key uh, different you know takeaway from there is that, uh, that 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 science says that the car feels very different from from last year's and there's some big uh, changes that um, you know he said I hope go in the right uh, direction so it sounds like uh, they, they they've made some big bold moves uh, them, themselves and uh, whether or not uh, they they pay off uh, will uh, you know wait to to be seen and that's the one thing that we have to take uh, into account when we when we get to preseason testing this week is that it's really going to be hard to really you know line up the times and match the times because everybody's going to be doing different things they're all going to be uh, you know testing different components they're going to be trying out different things sometimes they're sandbagging and they're going to be running different fuel loads and, and tire compounds and things like that and uh, it, it might be you know, very exciting and <laughs> a bit of a tease if we see that the McLaren or Ferrari or Aston Martin or Ferrari or whoever it might be go and set the fastest uh, times in, in testing but it really doesn't count until we get to, to the first uh, Grand Prix of the year. And, and and let's be honest too, it's it's going to take a couple of races before things really settle in and we really get a good idea of uh, where things uh, are, are going to go this uh, year. I mean, and and let's just uh, you know try and contain ourselves right now because if, if Max comes out and, and Sergio comes out of the gate and they just disappear down the track in Bahrain, that, uh, you know, we shouldn't get 
you know, overreact because, you know, at least not after the first race that this is going to be all Red Bull, all Verstappen, all Perez all season long. Yeah, I mean, if that's uh, what we see the first uh, two or three, four races of the year, that's going to be a pretty... A pretty good and ominous sign that uh, that uh, they're they're still miles ahead of everyone, and they have taken a big risk in what uh, what what they've done with the, uh, the with the RB twenty, and it's uh, you know you got to have to you know, go under the assumption that uh, that they've designed another car that's going to be difficult to to beat is going to be the class of the field but we won't know but anyways just uh, wanted to uh, throw those uh, comments from uh, carlos Sainz in there just also uh, wanted to touch uh, really quickly again uh, on the whole christian horner investigation at uh, at red bull so i mean there's been a number of statements uh, you know issued by different uh, parties over the past uh, couple you know several days uh the latest was uh, the FIA so they've they've kind of chimed into the whole situation uh, this in- includes uh, formula 1 ford and you know it just kind of keeps uh, going and it, again it's just kind of like more of the same it's it, it's brief and it's kind of uh, concise and to the point so the the FIA's uh, statement uh, regarding the Christian Horner investigation is quote in relation to the independent investigation currently being undertaken by Red Bull GMB the FAA reiterates that until such time as the investigation has concluded and the outcome is known, we'll, we will not be commenting further. The FIA remains committed to upholding the highest standards of integrity, fairness, and inclusivity within the sport. End quote. So there you go. I mean, uh, you know, kind of more of the same. I mean, most of the other statements have been, you know, fairly similar over the last uh, couple of days. Um Andrew Benson, who's a, a journalist with the the, the BBC and uh, McLaren Formula E driver Sam Bird, were discussing this uh, situation with uh, Christian Horner and this investigation uh, on the BBC Checkered Flag. Uh, <laughs> I said that wrong. The BBC Checkered Flag podcast uh, a couple of days ago, and uh, I'll just read some of the uh, the, the, the comments here. So uh, Bird had to say, "quote." Is going to be a distraction for the team in as much as I think it's going to, it's really uh, damning for the people involved with the team. So sponsors and potential sponsors, it's not good for your image, is it, uh, for your team boss to be accused of things that he's uh, being accused of, uh, quite frankly, shocking for Red Bull. But at no point do I think it's going to affect their performance on track. Max isn't going to be getting into his car at Red Bull thinking, oh, I wonder what's going to be happening with Christian Horner and the allegations. Adrian knew he hasn't been thinking about that for last eight months while he's been plotting to make this masterpiece of a car that could be scintillatingly uh, quick when it hits the track in a couple of days time this car has been many many months in the workshop and is uh, being uh, developed and honed they had the most amazing uh, year last year they've got a massive leap on everybody else um, they uh, will continue I think uh, to win from the offset of this year so I don't think there's going to be much of a change when it comes to Bahrain I think you'll see uh, Red Bull at the front uh, and quote uh, yeah, you know, it's, let's just be, I don't, I don't want to kind of like get into it. I mean, we're, we're not going to speculate on the, on, on the allegations until things uh, come out, but you know, I, I mean, the, the fact of the matter that these, uh, this has come to light that there's investigation means that uh, something serious has happened in my mind. And, um, unfortunately that just needs to, to, to be dealt with. And, you know, if, if he needs to be reprimanded or punished or whatever it might be because of uh, some egregious behavior, then, that's just the way that uh, that that it needs to be, and if that affects the team, then that's solely on on Christian Horner. I mean, of course, these are all al- allegations, but you know, I, I keep you know the one thing I keep coming back to whenever the story keeps popping up, and of course, it's going to keep popping up until you know it's uh, you know it, it's resolved one way or another that. If would you really want to be that person to kind of get that out there and and you know potentially your name and even if it doesn't become public, I mean at least internally in Formula One's a, a small world, would you potentially want to 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 risk your reputation, reputation, employability within Formula One if they were just uh, you know groundless uh, allegations? So you know that's just you know just a thought on that. I I, I really hope that uh, that somebody hasn't been harmed. I hope that Christian Horner hasn't done what he's been. Uh, alleged to have done 
but like I say, I mean, the, the situation is what it is. It, it needs to to go through the process and then uh, potentially the repercussions. And uh, at the end of the day, I mean, if they're, they're negative repercussions because of some bad behavior and some unprofessional or egregious uh, behavior, then that that's, you know, that's a beef that people should have with Christian Horner. Potentially, if it ever gets there, who knows? Let's uh, just kind of uh, leave it at that, and uh, you know, we'll bring it up again at uh, at some point uh, in, in the future if uh, we need to. Okay, I, I wanted to talk uh, a little bit more about uh, Red Bull themselves. Uh, you know, I wanted just to talk about some of the comments that uh, Max Verstappen made about uh, Adrian Newey. We've spent uh, quite a bit of time so far talking about the new RB twenty, and uh, you know, there's some speculation out there, and you know. Rightly so, I guess uh, people are always going to speculate uh, about uh, where people are going going to go in Formula One. And now that uh, Lewis is off to Ferrari in twenty twenty five, some of the rumors out there is that uh, that Ferrari could be, you know, trying to make a move to get to Adrian Newey to 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 bring him over to Maranello, and. Uh, who, who knows? I mean, he's been uh, at, at Red Bull for for a long time. Uh, Max Verstappen had some uh, some uh, quotes, uh, some uh, a couple of things uh, to talk or to say addressing that uh, when he was uh, interviewed by Motorsport Magazine, and uh, he said, "quote No one will be like Adrian. Uh, that's the great thing about it. Everyone is different, and everyone achieves success in a different way. Therefore, no, you cannot replace Adrian because there is only one Adrian. But it's wonderful to see new talent coming in, and he's been working with them for a long time." And it's wonderful to see how this uh, talent goes its own way and how we achieve what we do, end quote. So, um, you know, Christian Horner also had to weigh in that. And he was just a, a little bit more businesslike. And he said, quote, look, I'm not going to discuss the ins and outs of individual contracts. We have a great team. We have great strength in depth. Adrian has been here as uh, for a long time, as I have. But there are also many others that play a key, key role. So, yeah not going to talk about the contractual details of employees of the team. So one thing that's interesting to to note here is that uh, that Nui is 65. So, you know, retirement age-ish, who knows how long he wants to go. I mean, at, uh, I, I think his record in Formula One, all the success that he's been part of over the course of uh, his career, and I don't have all those stats here uh, off the top of my head, uh, but I mean, he's had a very successful career in, in Formula One, and you would think at uh, 65, if he was ready to walk away, then why not? I mean, he's done everything that, uh, you know, that you could uh, wish to achieve. And I mean, he's become a, a legendary name in the sports and, and, and rightly so and deservedly so. And, but that doesn't mean to say that, uh, he will see out the rest of his time in formula one with, uh, w- with Red Bull. I mean, obviously if a Ferrari were to convince him to sign a contract and go there, that Red Bull would make that as difficult as possible. And we, we talk about the whole concept of, uh, gardening leave here in Formula One uh, quite a bit uh, on, on the podcast. We've uh, talked about it uh, before. This whole concept that, uh, you know, you you basically sit at home, uh, you know, being paid out or, or not uh, because, you know, there's a, you know, there's a clause in your contract that basically prevents you from walking out of uh, one team headquarters on a Friday and then showing up to a rival team on a Monday morning to start uh, your new job. I mean, there, there, there are so many examples of, uh, you know, folks that have been on gardening leave in formula one don't need to really get into specifics. It's, it's just a thing. And it's such a uniquely formula one thing as well. And, and it makes sense because there are so many important, very confidential top secret things that each of, these teams do that go into the design of their cars and the construction and, and, and build of their cars that uh, they're, they're going to try and keep as that under wrap as, as long as they can. And if you can keep an Adrian Newey on the sidelines for a year, whatever it might be, by, by the time they go from a Red Bull to a Ferrari, for example, that, yeah, they'll have, uh, you know, some some interesting things that, uh, you know, maybe at that point they'll be able to talk about them. I don't know specifics of these uh, NDAs that, uh, that, that folks might have in Formula One. Who knows? Maybe they're allowed to talk about some things after a certain point of time. Maybe it's uh, anything goes once you've uh, you've uh, finished out that, um, that, that, that gardening leave. The, the point is, I guess, that 
that Formula One moves so quickly that if you have information of what uh, Ferrari were doing 12 or 18 months ago, is it still even uh, even relevant? But at least in the short term, when that that's you know that information could make a difference right now or for the next race or help influence the you know the the course of design upgrades and improvements to the like the the, the new team's car, yeah, that uh, would be you know that's an area that's obviously very sensitive and nobody wants to get, you know, a former employee give one of their rivals, uh, you know, a leg up and an advantage uh, when they switch team in the, uh, the, the middle of a season or the over an off season, whatever it, uh, whatever it might be. But Max is absolutely correct. There is only a one Adrian Newey and there are some, you know, some obviously a lot of brilliant people in formula one. And he's one of the big names uh, that, that we've come to know over the years, but it's interesting too, because, because uh, both uh, Christian Horner and Max in this article, they 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 do hint uh, to that, where they, they they straight out say it that there's a lot of uh, new talent coming into the system, working in the system. And there's uh, you know, he's uh, obviously a very big piece and a very key person in uh, in Red Bull, but uh, there there's plenty of new talent uh, coming along, and we'll just have to to sit back and wait uh, for for time to pass and see who is going to be the next uh, Adrian Newey in the in the future, but. Uh, yeah, very uh, interesting to uh, to talk about that one. Okay, going to move on to the, the the next story here, and this is a, another interesting one about um, you know Max Verstappen and just addressing his own future potentially in, in Formula One after the regulations change in 2026. So the um, power units are going to be changing. So the the engines are going to be very very different to to what we have. So it's going to alter the ratio of the internal combustion engine to the, the 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 hybrid portion of the engine and the whole point is to have increased uh, electrical power generation so they're going to stick with the 1.6 uh, liter turbocharged v6 the mguh is going to be dropped uh, they're going to keep the mguk but uh, its power output is going to triple from 120 kilowatts to 350 kilowatts so it's going to mean that uh, they expect it's going to be a very, very different experience for the drivers with these uh, new uh, new engines. So Max, uh, you know, he's not always, um, you know, one to hold back. And, he, you know, he's fairly, you know, fairly comfortable in speaking at uh, his mind. Uh, anyways, uh, he was in that same uh, interview with uh, Germany's Motorsport magazine. Um, Max uh, had uh, some thoughts on the, the the 2026 engine regs. And you know, even going back to, to last summer, the the day that, that they had in the simulator for what they how they expect these cars to handle and drive in 2026, uh, he said uh, they looked, uh, quote, uh, pretty terrible. <laughs> and then he went on to say it wasn't something that he was particularly excited about and i'm just kind of parsing and paraphrasing there anyways in this uh this uh this interview with a uh, motorsport magazine um max had to say quote i don't know what the figures would be different uh i don't think uh, we're stupid we'll find out how good it will be at the moment it's still not particularly exciting um so you know he's uh, kind of like a double down on his uh, comments and the 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 interviewer actually asked max uh, he said you know could the the new power units be a factor in whether or not he reduces his contract uh, at uh, Red Bull? And Max said, "Quote: Yes, possibly." So at the you know at the moment, uh, Max is uh, under contract until twenty twenty eight. But you know that's kind of a um, I don't know I. I, I I know that the modeling that they have in Formula One nowadays is very, very advanced and they can do a lot of things in the simulator, but this is something that's uh, still evolving. And, you know, I, I think this is uh, Max just uh, being Max. And uh, even though he's not one that has like a really flamboyant and very expressive uh, personality, I think this is kind of a little bit uh, dramatic in, in, in Max's kind of, uh, you know, own uh, manner. And I, I really don't know how you could make that uh, call right now when these uh, these engines are still a couple of years off. I mean, of course, he's going to have a better indication than 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 basically everyone else, especially those of us uh, outside of uh, Formula One. But I, I really don't know how you can make that call until you you try it. And I mean, he you know if he sticks with Formula One, he sticks with his contract. He's got to ride this thing out for another you know four years till the the end of twenty twenty eight as it is. So. 
we'll just have to wait and see what uh, what what he's uh, you know what he decides uh, to do. But I I think it's way too early for Max to to make uh, that that call or really even make that uh, sort of where that you know, that place where he kind of like draws the line in the sand that either these things have to be good or not. But, you know, I, I can understand if it, uh, you know, changes the driving experience, maybe it makes it less enjoyable. I mean, at, at that point in 2028, who knows what, if anything, Max will have to, you know, prove at that point. I mean, he's already racked up a couple of uh, world championships, uh, you know, really quickly. I mean, he's uh, winning races like they're going out of style. Maybe at that point, if it's not uh, entirely to his liking, maybe that's the point where he decides that, you know, I've, I've had enough, you know, I've done everything I've wanted to. I've, uh, you know, cemented my name in the, uh, in, in the history books and it's time to go on to do uh, something else. You know, part of me is kind of jealous that, uh, you, know, <laughs> you could be in a, pos- a position to kind of call the shots like that, but you know, who at the end of the day would really resent him uh, for that. I mean, especially if he goes on and wins a couple more championships uh, between uh, now and then. I, I, I don't know, you know, personally, if, uh, if if Max wants to to be the one that, uh, you know, wins seven, eight world championships, you know, beats uh, Schumacher's record or Hamilton's record, whoever it uh, might be. I mean, obviously, Schumacher and uh, Hamilton are tied on seven, but Max, I think uh, whenever he decides to call a day, he will do it uh, purely uh, because of his own reasons and the timing will be his own and uh, won't be necessarily because he feels you know obligated to to do anything more once he gets to the point uh, that he feels that uh, that he's done enough and uh, you know his contract and everything um, his contract situation is favorable to him and maybe at that point he just decides ah, you know what I'm good anyhow going to to stop here for another uh, quick uh, break come back uh, on the other side got a couple more stories before I wrap it up so please don't go away I'll be back in just one moment All right, welcome back to the show. All right, a couple more things, and uh, just going to stick with the uh, Ferrari and uh, some Lewis Hamilton uh, news here before we uh, wrap it up. So the the, the first one here is uh, Frederick Vasseur, the team principal, and uh, he basically said flat out that uh, he doesn't believe that uh, this year in 2024 is going to be a transition year, and just to kind of set all the pieces up uh, to uh, you know welcome Lewis Hamilton in uh, for 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 2025, and uh, it's 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 a business as usual. Anyways, uh, Vasura had to say, quote, no, this is wrong. 2024 won't be a transition year. It's quite important season for us, and I'm fully focused on this. I think the best way to prepare something is to do a good job. It means that we are focused on 24. We want to get the best. We want to win races. We want to continue on the path of 2023, and we won't be thinking at all about 2025. Uh, I would say that uh, by the DNA, if you start happy with what you have, you are dead. It means that uh, you always need to be on the mindset of continuous improvement to work on your weaknesses and to try to step on some areas and it's a, a no-end project for some people are starting to join the team now and this is good news it's day after day i think we are reinforcing the team and we are making steps but then again it's not tomorrow morning that i will say now we are there i'm happy with the situation if you start to have this kind of a tr- approach i think it's beginning of the end end quote and absolutely you know you you have to keep uh, pushing you know success you know success builds on success it's one of those things it's just like if you you kind of have this you know if you believe in bad luck that uh you know we all get it at some points but whatever it is if things are going good ten things tend to stay going good if things are bad sometimes you know it just kind of uh, perpetuates itself but you know, he has to be thinking about the future as well. I mean, right now they're going to be thinking of uh, the, the year ahead and there's lots of things that uh, the Ferrari need to address both on the car, out of the car, on the track, off the track. They've had plenty of issues, right? I mean, it's, um, it, it just always hasn't been the car. It's been, you know, less than, you know, solid race strategy and calls from the pit wall. There, there's, there's been a lot of things that they've had to, to deal with and, you know, it's, it's, very frustrating to watch a team as big and successful and historic as Ferrari do some of the things that they've done. But the one thing I, I disagree with in this uh, in, in this statement is that um, 
that uh, that that verse Vasur says is that we won't be at all thinking about 2025. Of course they are. They got to be developing the car. There are things that are going to have to be, uh, you know, done behind the scenes. They're going to have to prepare for you know Lewis as well, right? But it's not going to be the main focus. Their 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 main focus is going to be the, the the season ahead. I mean, it's it's not like Lewis is going to be you know showing up uh, at Marinello one day for 2025 and uh, Vasur. Oh, Lewis. Oh, I forgot you were joining the team. You know, absolutely not. I mean, I think we have to just um, maybe take his statements uh, a, a little bit, you know, kind of read between the lines a little bit. So when he says that we want to continue on the path of 2023 and we don't want to be thinking about 2025. Yeah, of course. You want to build uh, on the success and the improvements. Well, success, that's a bit of a loaded term, but, you know, they, they finished the season last year in a much stronger position. <clears throat> excuse me, then they started the year. So there were some positives. There were th- some things to look forward to. I mean, they were, uh, on, on pace, they were getting very close to, to, to Red Bull, matching Red Bull. So that was a, was a positive. But again, they do have to set some, you know, their, their sights towards uh, 2025 as well. Now, this is an interesting one. Uh, so there's a, a Yamaha MotoGP uh, rider, Fabio uh, Catarro. I'll try and say that again. Quatarro. I'll try and say that properly. My uh, apologies. That's a a very difficult name for me. Anyways, uh, he um, said that uh, Piero Ferrari uh, said to him that that the signing of Lewis Hamilton was actually going to happen a couple of days uh, before it actually made the news. And and sure, why not? I mean, if uh, you're basically son of the, uh, you know, the boss, you you know, Enzo Ferrari, who's, uh, you know, passed on. Uh, Anyways, Catarro um, was uh, interviewed by motorsport.com just uh, recently, and uh, he said, quote, It was strange because I was visiting Marinello a couple of days before the announcement, and Piero Ferrari suggested it to me. Uh, but at the moment, I don't know how to interpret it. I didn't get it. I didn't fall for it until it became official. Uh, I always remember Lewis at Mercedes. I'm not even aware of his time at McLaren. It's going to be see- strange to see him dressed in red, end quote. So it's kind of interesting, right? I mean, uh, you have somebody that uh, like Cataro, um, uh, pardon me again, who was uh, visiting Marinello and had that uh, that you know that comment made to him by Piero Ferrari, and you know it didn't actually sink in, right? I mean, it, it's basically coming from you know what, one of the, the the top people at the team at that uh, at the organization, and it just uh, must have been so interesting, so hard to you know to, to to process. I mean, he just says, "I didn't get it. I didn't fall for it into, in, until it uh, became official." And I mean, that I think really reflects how many of us felt because. That was exactly the same way that uh, that I felt uh, the, the the morning that it broke a, a couple of weeks ago was that uh, that that morning when when I woke up uh, and I was sitting there going through and checking all the news feeds and seeing the, the news that Hamilton's off to Ferrari for twenty twenty five and it just. Uh, it was almost so ludicrous and ridiculous at at, at first glance. I didn't believe it, and you know I had to kind of keep going until I saw it in a couple of different places. And once I saw some of the, went and searched up the, you know, Ferrari and like some official announcements that, that, that it started to sink in. <laughs> so obviously this is a, not a u- unique uh, phenomena. So it, uh, I, I thought this was kind of a, a, a cool story. Anyways, uh, just uh, going to wrap it up with uh, one more story here, but uh, it's, it's interesting just uh, as Lewis is going to be in his final year at uh, Mercedes that, you know, apparently just going to kind of go back to and finish the show off where we started the show to sort of talk about the development and uh, some of the new concepts that uh, we were seeing on the cars uh, for this year. But it looks like uh, Mercedes may potentially have uh, figured out one of the things that has really plagued uh, Lewis and, or sorry, Lewis Hamilton over the past uh, couple of years. And, uh, you know, it was just what they called a, or he called a spiteful rear end of the W15. So they've, um, looks like they've uh, sorted something out. So, um, Early last year, Lewis Hamilton uh, had a, you know some uh, quotes uh, to say and uh, some things to say, and uh, this is one of them. Quote, I don't know if, I, if people know, but we sit closer to the front wheels than all the other drivers. Our cockpit is too close to the front. When you're driving, you feel like you're sitting on the front wheels, which is one of the worst feelings to feel when you're driving a car. What, uh, what that does is it really changes the attitude of the car and how you perceive its movement. It makes it harder to predict compared to when you 
you're further back and you're sitting closer, more center. It's just something to really struggle with. Uh, end quote. So uh, when you look at the, the the shakedown of the car last week, and it looks at uh, the cockpit has been uh, pushed back from the front uh, axle as much as 100 millimeters, you know, 10 centimeters or four uh, inches. And uh, so that means that the chassis fuel tanks and gearbox have all been uh, redesigned to accommodate the change in moving the cockpit uh, back and uh, and uh, and still maintain the maximum wheelbase uh, dimensions of uh, the, the the car. So that that's really interesting that you know you kind of have this uh, snowball effect uh, that uh, you know you move the cockpit back and it doesn't seem like a lot, you know, four inches or ten centimeters, but that's a lot in a in a race car, especially a Formula One car. So it's going to be very very interesting to see what uh, you know what this tra- you know translates into on the track. So um, technical director over at uh, Mercedes, James Allison, said that uh, that the c- complaints were more of what he said were symptoms of the car's uh, weaknesses rather than uh, the, than a cause. And uh, the the quote is as follows: "Quote Lewis's way of expressing that is in talking about his seating position. George doesn't ever talk about his seating position, but he describes exactly the same ugliness to the car. If we could fix that instability properly, the only part of Lewis's seating position that he would still dislike is that he sees a bit less of the corner apex because he's a bit near the tire than if he was a bit further back. But the actual seating position itself is not giving rise to a perceptual issue that makes it hard for him to detect how to handle the car. Possibly, if he was sitting exactly where he wanted, he might be able to drive a, a truculent thing with slightly more precision. But the issue uh, there is to get rid of the truculent thing, not to optimize the seating position to handle something that isn't good. Our focus has been making it less horrid, and I would say that the Austin upgrade last year was a mild step forward in that regard. And with a bit of luck, the 2024 car will bring uh, a load more. End quote. So this is uh, an article uh, by uh, Jonathan Noble and Matt Summerfield over in autosport.com there's some uh, very good uh, you know pictures side by side pictures uh, that uh, that that you can see exactly what uh, they're they're talking about and how uh, you know they expect this uh, to um, to uh, to play out so that's uh, definitely worth uh, checking out and the article is how hamilton's pardon me how mercedes f1 team looks to have solved one of hamilton's bugbears so there you go all right well that is going to be a wrap uh, for tonight um a bit of a shorter show this evening being a holiday monday here so thank you uh, one and all for for joining me this evening uh, my apologies for butchering italians uh, <laughs> family names there but uh I practiced that one. Honestly, I did before I sat down to hit uh, record. So that is uh, about as good as it's going to get. I don't think, uh, you know, I do my best to try and pronounce uh, different names. But, uh, you know, I I knew once uh, I started uh, reading that story out loud that maybe I kind of gotten in over my head. But, hey, sometimes you just got to get outside of your comfort zone (laughs) and, uh, you know, give it a good old try. Anyways, uh, thank you again. Um, And if you want to support what I'm doing here, the easiest, quickest way is just head on over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify, leave a, a five star rating review. That really does uh, mean a lot. Helps make the show uh, visible, and uh, you know spreads the word. And uh, really do appreciate uh, everyone that uh, takes the time to support me in that way. Also, head on over to X at Scootery F One Pod. Give uh, give me a follow over there. If you've got uh, something uh, to say, send me an email at scooteryf1pod at gmail Or like I said, head on over to X. Uh, look for the pinned uh, post about the, uh, the the link to the. The, uh, where you can leave voicemail for the uh, for the studio, and I'm trying to get that uh, website up soon. And uh, once I do, I'll be able to uh, give you a proper and easier link if you want to get uh, in touch. Anyways, that's it for now. That's wrap. Have a great uh, week, everyone. Be back in a couple of days with the the weekly show. And until then, take care and uh, bye for now.